enough about Kanye. I'm going to have to save that for like another podcast. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the motherfucking show, the show with no name. I am your boy, your host once again, Ken Jones. And uh, I got my boy back. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having him back again because I had did an interview with him already, but due to some bullshit, the, the files did not come all the way through as I wanted. So we going to start this from the top one more time. I'm going to introduce my boy for the second time. Yes, sir. My boy, my brother from Grambling, my crab brother. Uh, we sweat blood, sweat and tears uh, together in the Grambling World Fame Tiger Mafia Band. And he is now an up-and-coming future big artist that's in the scene right now straight out of Monroe, Louisiana. My motherfucking boy, be easy, be easy. Go ahead, tell this crowd once again about yourself. Let the people know who you are, man. Yes, sir, man. I go by the name of Be Easy. Uh, a lot of people know me as B. Uh, yeah. Monroe, Louisiana native, Northside representative, uh, Grammy State alumni, world fame uh, alumni. Uh, what you graduated in, by the way? Uh, business management. There you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. What you need to know in this rap game. Yeah, you got to, bro. You got to know the ins and outs of, you know, and, and how everything works and how everything generates revenue because oh, uh, 95% of the world, you know, is generated off of revenue somehow through some type of service or business or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, and don't fall for that trap either, especially for young artists and stuff. And I mean, I mean, for example, for what we were just talking about before we started this show, we were talking about Kanye. And my thing is, don't fall for that trap. <laughs> you know, Fair. be careful who you yeah, be careful who you work with, because motherfucker will drop an album on you without even sending you a text message in the morning. But um, so yeah, you graduated in the business. Um, like I said, you you're down south, up and coming rapper in the game, and. I wanted to have this interview with you for like a long time, even though this is our second one. But I still wanted to have this interview with you for a long time because I've heard your shit. And I said once and I said again, out of all people that I listen to back home, you know, people like around my circle, your music is the main one I screen the most. Like, for real, your for real album, uh, I play that shit when I'm in the gym. Actually, after this interview, like that shit is on my workout playlist. By the way, that Ray, uh, how you say Ray Stanzig? Ray Stanzig, yeah. Yeah, that, hey, <laughs> like I said, that Ray Stanzig, that shit sounds like a Draco. Like I thought it was a gun when I first looked at it. I ain't knew what it was. I like when I first looked at it before I even listened to the song, I'm like, oh, Ray Stanzig. Oh, you got that Ray Stanzig on him. That must be a gun that I, I don't know about because I'm so old and everybody coming up with new names and shit. So, uh, before we get in, in more in depth about your albums, uh, I just want to start off with a basic question. So, your passion for rapping, how did it start? Uh, it started when I was like nine, man. Just yeah. listening to rap music in general. Uh, you 
know, other types of music genre. People don't even know before I listen to rap music, I was listening to like pop music. So I was listening to like mm-hmm. NSYNC, fucking Backstreet Boys, uh, you know, all type of rock shit. But, uh, you know, what's, what's Green Day, the Gorillas? Man, please, t- please tell these motherfuckers that. It's okay for black people like us to listen to like we 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 gonna blast that shit now in our car from time to time because I'm I'm the same shit too. I ain't mean to cut you off, but it, it's just that I'm glad a lot of people are coming out, uh, just admitting like we listen to these pop music too, even those this white folk shit, but we still fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? And you never know, like this could have been the basis of learning a, a, a more of a learning curve of our music to get better at something, you know? Like, you, you could have, you could learn something off of this pop music, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, get, go ahead, give it a shot. I just get that out of my shit. Nah, that's, that's, that's facts. And to, like, rebuttal off of that, like, I feel like me listening to pop and rock before I listen to rap music, like, help me diversify my sound because like mm-hmm. when I heard rap music I was like oh shit yeah. I think my first rap album that I actually ever uh, wasn't even I didn't even buy it I was given the CD by my uncle he stayed next door to me yeah. shout out my uncle Carrie. it was a 50 cent give it, give it to die trying I'll never forget and that was when In the Club came out Mini mm-hmm. Me and all of that shit and uh, I asked him I was like hey man let me let me get this CD. Like, how much mm-hmm. you charge me for this CD? And he's like, I give it to you, but you can't let your mom and them know I gave you this CD. Right. Because, you know, it was explicit. And mm-hmm. I listened to that CD, bro, and it uh, it literally changed my life just because 50 Cent was literally telling a story about his life, right. you know, and shit that he went through. And it just, you know, appealed to me. And that's when I started listening to other artists and started yeah. listening to Boosie and Wayne and you know, Houston, a lot of Houston artists like Zero and, you know, uh, Big Pokey and... Mm-hmm. Big Pokey? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the list goes on, man, so... That's uh, new. You didn't, you didn't... I don't know if I did ask you that question, but that's new. I'm glad that you said that because I didn't I didn't know that that your first rap album that you listened to would, would be 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. He's not even my favorite rapper in the game. Like he's definitely hmm. like top ten in the game. Like just all time for me, just because of that album and like what he's done for music in the last right. fifteen years alone. But like the one who appealed to me the most that just like made me want to take rapping serious was it was it was Boosted, man. I can't even lie. Like yeah. Like, Boosie spoke to me, and, and, and you know, a lot of people might judge me, be like, what about Wayne? What about the Hot Boy? What about Master P? Like, I listened to them too, but it was just something about Boosie, something about the story, something about it. Yeah. So, you know, because when Lil Wayne came out, there were a whole bunch of other Lil Wayne impersonators that tried to come yeah. behind him. But when Boosie came out and when Webby came out, we had never heard any shit like that before. Trigger, yeah, and that shit just blew my mind, man, and it really just made me look at music a different way. It was like, all right, I can talk about mm-hmm. my life through this music. I can really, I can yeah. really do shit. And I started, I started freestyling, man. I started freestyling and I never had wrote a verse from the age of nine to the age of like 25. Like I, I wrote my first verse my senior year in college. I was That's freestyling. something new too. I mean, shit. So you just started off just spitting out of the 
top, the top of your head when you was nine years old Facts. or growing up. Damn. Facts. Like because I. I feel like I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't write it down. I, I'm gonna just be honest. I feel like I couldn't. Like I didn't know how to. I wouldn't know how to word it. So I feel like freestyling was so in the moment, and it wasn't scripted. It was something that you know just literally came off the top of my head, and I was, yeah. just, you know, I make it make sense, bro. So uh, Damn. fast forward, you know, to the day, and you know, I, I actually learned how to write and put together a song and you know, put track lists together and, you know, do rollouts for mixtapes and albums and music videos and shit like that. And, you know, that, that was the foundation to, you know, start, you know, the artistry that I'm, you know, crafting today. Damn, man. That's dope as fuck. I mean, that's that's a God-gift talent. And, you know, especially when you realize what you what you can do at nine years old is anybody around your household saw that gift and kept on you like kept honing that you know like you you have like your your parents or uncle or something like that that keeps inspiring you did you have anybody like that kept inspiring you as a child to keep going with that i'm gonna be honest no because i grew up in a you know a very christian household so i was going to church every sunday my parents were listening to a lot of R&B and gospel right. and you know rap wasn't really allowed in my house until you know a certain age in my life you feel yeah. a lot of rap music that I had to listen to I had to listen in private or I had to listen real low on my stereo because mm -hmm. I knew like you know moms and pops gonna come in there tripping and it really wasn't so my dad cause my dad listened to a lot of Biggie uh, before I was born and shit like that so mm -hmm. and I think a little bit afterwards but for the most part it was like really R&B is like a lot of soul neo soul and mm -hmm. classic music and you know gospel for sure for sure but I, I had no motivation my motivation was just me loving music you know and then incorporated with the band and shit too you know like just me getting in the band and wanting to do something with music and i think when i got in the band in sixth grade that like let me know like okay music's gonna be a part of my life forever like this is something that i want to do whether i'm a you know band director for the mm -hmm. musician or rapper or singer even if i'm behind the scenes and you know i'm owning the label you know i knew i was gonna mm -hmm. be doing something with music for the rest of my life and, you know it all i mean Man, God bless you. You know, when I was in sixth grade, when I got into the band, I hated band. I I hated band with a passion when I was in middle school. Like, um, when I was in band, and shout out to Mr. Williams. Mr. Williams was a really strict uh, teacher. And matter of fact, Mr. Williams worked along with, uh, you remember Mr. Spencer. Uh, he worked... Mr. Spencer's daughter worked under him. Okay. So, yeah. So, in turn of middle school, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. So, when I was there, I was I was like, I was trying to act like an asshole. So, it was like, what instrument you want to play? I want to play the flute. You know, just being a smart ass, you're like, okay, I got something for your ass. So, he put me on clarinet. My first instrument was clarinet. Okay. And, uh, yeah. A lot of people in the band that I went in the band with it and Graham. A lot of people don't know that my first instrument was clarinet. And um, 
I, I used to hate his band so bad. I used to cry like, ooh, I hate band. Um, <laughs> but Mr. Williams saw something once I started playing. When I started playing the flute, he noticed that I had like a talent in music because I moved up from like clarinet to bass clarinet and um, and saxophone. And and also I played and also I played a little trumpet as well too. And so, oh, got it. Yeah, so. I came to the point where I started to like music. It took me a minute, but I ended up like liking playing instruments. And one thing about me playing instruments, I, I wasn't good of knowing the notes. Like I didn't read music well, but if I heard it, if I heard the tune and I know the rhythm, then I can play the shit out of it. And uh, shout out to Mr. Williams, because you know, we went for Mr. Williams. I went ahead and kept going. In music, when that kept going in band, um, so one thing that kept me motivated, kept me going. I saw Mr. Williams before I went to high school. Uh, I was picking my cousin up from the airport, and he was going to Las Vegas. And Mr. Williams said, "Look, I'm gonna tell you something. You don't see it, but I see it." He said, "You got a light inside of you that's gonna shine throughout the whole world." You know, he said, "One thing that I just want you to do." It don't because he was really on me because you know I got in a lot of trouble because you know that I was really focused on fighting the school because that was like my main popularity at that time uh, in middle school so I was like fuck I'm just gonna fight just for attention and, and I was just I was going through a lot but yeah. he saw besides just being physical he know that I can do something in music that can change that can probably change my life or others so hey. I, I, I used that to keep going. I could have easily like went to football, basketball, any sport. Like I was a big dude when y'all met me. I was a, I was a big dude when I was in high school. But I wanted to be different. So shout out to Mr. Williams, <laughs> you know. And I God rest his soul too, because I just found out like he had died. I think like this year or last year or something like that. Um, rest in peace, man. Oh yeah, but yeah, this is something that. You know, not just me and you, but for other people out there, you know, always stay encouraged. Like even though, even though you don't have somebody to motivate you, but if it's something that you love, like you, you know, stay motivated and keep going because this is your passion. So stay at it. So you know, shout out to you for what you've been doing. Uh, also, I want to talk about one of these albums real quick. I want to say which. Which album that you felt like this is the hit right here? Like this, is the this is gonna be the shit. Like, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Which one you have the most? I guess what I'm trying to say is like, which one of those albums you have like the most personal emotional connection to? Uh, that's a that's a that's a good question. Right. I'm gonna be honest. Off the top of my head. I'm gonna say my very first one, 2020 Dreams, because I dropped it in 2018, or was it 19? It was either 2018 or 2019, I dropped that project. And it was my first project. I was kind of nervous. 
you know, just about like the feedback and, you know, how people will feel about it. But I'm, I'm going to save my first one just because, you know, Break It Down was, you know, the song that everybody knew and loved. Mm-hmm. It's, it, to this day, that's my most viewed video on Facebook and YouTube. What's it called? Break It Down. Break It Down. Okay, that's just something for me and the listeners to, to look at up and stuff. So, and that's the thing, too. Um, that's something I also struggle with as well because I've been trying to get into that mood of trying to rap again, you know, and write music again, and you have all these doubts and stuff. So, how do you fight those doubts? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you started to, like, I don't know if people are going to feel this or shit. I don't even know if I feel this. Like, how do you conquer that in in your own personal opinion? Because I know everybody different, but how do you do it? Honestly, I I I listen to it so much because I'm 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 a I'm like my biggest critique, you know. I'm, I'm my biggest critic yeah. I it all the time. So I'm listening to the song, you know, twenty times through a day. If it's just one particular song of my project is done, like now mm-hmm. I got seven songs that I listen to every single morning just to find a flaw or find you know something fucked up in yeah. the mix and something fucked up in the verse and I could have said that better and I just write bro like when, when whenever I feel like oh shit I feel like I could have did better on this track than the next one I'll come up with something new and that's just yeah. my way of getting over it but you know to my surprise every time I drop something it's like people always tell me like man it's my favorite song it helped me, you know, get through this, that, and the third. Or, you know, I use this to fucking wake up in the morning. You know, even if it's one song off the project, you feel me? The fact that that yeah. person took the time to reach out to me and let me know, you know, further put in my mind, like, okay, you thinking too hard about this shit. Like, I know mm-hmm. you, you know, you want to doubt yourself sometime, but keep writing. You know, and, and, and that's the thing I tell people all the time. Like, you got to stay consistent and you gotta keep the brain wave just yeah. going. Because once once this right here stops, then it stops that, that, hard. Yeah, yeah, your ideas are gone, bro. This stops hard. I mean, I can relate to that, like me doing podcasting and editing like skits and, and everything. Like once I start focusing on hustling more than and I mean hustling like just my job wise. But once I started to when I started to lose that, like the the flow of getting back into it, doing skits and editing interviews and all kind of shit that I be doing, it is tough. Like it's a mental challenge. Like I just I just come right here and I just sit, and my mind be like getting distracted. Like I get on my phone or whatever, you know. I, I'm telling people like you you saying the same thing too, like. If it's something that you love, even though no matter no matter how small it is or big or whatever, once you start focusing, I guess just being adulthood just can do that to you, you know. <laughs> like when you just yeah, when you so focus on like just trying to be an adult and trying to make money or how to pay the bill and stuff, and you get come home and do this and do that, 
And you got to have an off day. That's the one thing I've learned. You got to have an off day to yourself. Got to, to. stay to stay on that craft. You Thanks. know, I, I think what people really need to do is craft something that you always wanted to do. Like I have a project that I'm working on in my mind as well. And I'm going to do it like on a dedication for Chadwick Boseman. Um, I like I've been getting, Yeah, I've been getting a lot of doubts about that too. Uh, like I just want to do a monologue. And you know, the reason why I want to do a monologue, not have, just because people have been saying that I look like him as well. Uh, I had posted like a picture of me like cosplaying as, as T'Challa a little bit. And uh, I just, I've just been looking at what Chadwick Boseman has done, you know, in the acting community and all. And it's just overall what he's done before he died. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I'm just getting doubts and shit. But I got to, I got to just figure out a way and make the time to, to do it despite of how people feel, you know? Yeah, go ahead. I realized, bro, I go, I, I used to go through that, bro. I realized, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when it comes to just, like, doubting yourself and shit, you got to think about, like, even, like, with work. Like, bro, I, I even keep it 1,000 with you. Like, through COVID, I was working the whole time. But mm-hmm. I made a goal, and I said, all right, I'm going to drop at least two projects and a whole bunch of fucking singles mm-hmm. and I'm gonna actually utilize the internet more during this time cause we at home so it's like why the fuck ain't you using the internet and I started I started utilizing that shit more and I started seeing like okay maybe if I start setting goals and yeah, instead I'm off I'm actually creating content even if you're doing little shit bro mm-hmm. like even if you're coming up with a concept for a skit and then you know, next week you shoot it. On that off day that you have to yourself, you know, when you're not working, perfect your craft, man, because you literally got 24 hours in that day, and if you let them 24 hours go, you literally wasted time on your own, you know what I'm saying, on your own watch that you could have used to perfect your craft, man, so I always tell, and don't and don't let that job hold you back, because I know we gotta pay bills, I know we gotta hustle, I know we gotta get money, but I don't even think about a career at my job anymore. Like I work at a movie theater right now. I'm a, I'm a, a chef, a cook. You think I want to be like the head chef in that bitch and mm-hmm. training motherfuckers? No, I'm just there to work, get my check, and go home so I can come home and write music. So yeah. I can go to the studio because my I'm so tunnel vision. So I think it's just it's it's some mental that you have to see right now. Yeah. Even though it's not here, you got you gotta see that shit and you gotta know like, okay, I want this. Yeah. And what the fuck am I gonna do to work towards? Yeah, and that's another thing too. Um, one thing I've witnessed and seen a lot of people, and I like how Will Smith said this as well too. Will Smith said, "Don't be settled for mediocrity. Don't yeah. be settled for just get up, go to work, come home, and that's it." Like. And you know, you're just doing that. Like, now for some people that just want to settle for that meteorocity and just have that type of simple life, you know, that's more power to you. But it's constant people that are living their lives right now that I've always wanted to do this. But those type of doubts of, because you're being your own worst critic, 
that's one thing that that keeps a lot of people from going doing what they want to do is you being your own worst critic but at the end of the day despite how people will react at the end of the day you went for it and you did that shit exactly you know what I'm saying you went for it and you did that shit you tested it you see how it planned out at least you went out and did the shit you know what I'm saying so that's one thing I wanted to have you on this interview right now because there's a lot of up and coming artists or up and coming chefs or whoever actor people like me like I, I'm, I want to be an actor I see myself doing like a lot of things in the entertainment but I keep doubting myself Actually, this conversation right now is more of a motivation than if you didn't know. Uh, so hey, and it's it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. Like and 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 take that. I I want to be an actor out of your vocabulary. I'm going to be an actor. It start with the tongue, bro. It start manifestation is so fucking real, dog. Like yeah. even if you once you put it in the universe, it doesn't matter how long it takes to come back to you. Eventually the universe will reciprocate that same energy that you put out there. Yeah. So every morning I wake up, I say, I will make it in the music industry. I will marry my fiance. I will be able, you know, to pay off all of my debt. I will be able to take care of my whole family. I'm not saying I hope, you know, I pray I pray every day, but I'm saying in yeah. my prayer, like, God, I know this is going to happen. I will yeah. be. Yeah. You know? Of course, you got to put the work in too. Like you know, I take. Oh you know, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like most people say, they will do this and we'll do that. I'm gonna do this, but you you gotta be willing to go through hell to get there. Like you gotta you gotta get up. You gotta you gotta take the. Here's what I go through when I post skits, um, and podcasts and stuff. Like you gotta be willing to, to accept the fact, like a lot of people not gonna see it. You're gonna have to accept the fact, like a lot of people not gonna fuck with it. You gotta be willing to accept the fact that, you know, people say you suck, you know, or or whatever. I mean, of course, like I'm my own biggest critic. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna keep doing what I gotta do in order to get better. Only way for me to get better is that I have to do it and I have to go through failure and mistakes, despite how people will say. Same thing goes with you. Like, and now I'm gonna ask you this question. Um, speaking of that, of all the songs that you put out, which one you feel like is the most one that slept on? Mm, that's a good one. That's like you, okay. you said you say that break it down is a hit, but which one that you feel like Man, y'all motherfuckers, y'all that, that shit good, but y'all motherfuckers need to sit down and listen to this one. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two. Right. Uh, one is called Life on the Line. Okay. It's on uh chapter two. I dropped that last year. Okay. Yeah, like last year, right before I think it was like December or some shit, like December, November, something like that. And, and why? Why life? Why life on the line is, is the first slept on one. Life, life on the line is slept on me personally because I got so deep into it. Like yeah. people text me about that song, it was like, "Damn, that really happened to you?" I was like, "Yeah, you know," and I went in depth and you know told them what happened. But yeah. that song was personal to me because everything I said in that song literally happened. 
from mm-hmm. you know you know my, my brother telling me like hey we're gonna run up a million together to you know my troubles and shit when I was in college and you know some more personal shit and I feel like that one right there was just something that I had to get out at the time and I feel yeah. like you know, people like my hype shit I feel like people love you know the hype shit that I put out mm-hmm. but I feel like that one was more to the heart to the soul for me personally I feel like a lot of people didn't you know gravitate to it like they would my other songs yeah because People gonna focus more on the hype shit and the beats. That's one thing I've, I've realized growing up and, and, and listening to music. A lot of people will skip over certain tracks. Like, you really have to train yourself to listen to the whole album. Because there's really there's some shit out there that, that's, that's really fire. And yeah, it can be emotional, but then at the end of the day, you know, you probably need to hear it if just if you're running from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, don't be running from the truth. You know, like, no, nah, man, I, I ain't feeling that shit, man. This shit too emotional. I don't want to go. I don't want to do that, bro. Uh, but you have to give it a chance, and, and you, this may be something that you need. You know, you can't be just focused on uh, all the silly drugs and you know uh, the, yeah. the, the, the pistol pop and all that kind of shit. And, you know, the holes. You. This is something that you probably want to hear, and but you're you're refusing it. <laughs> so you need to hear if you're refusing it. What's your second one? My second one is my latest one on I uh on my for real project, and it's my very last song. It's called I Want It. Yeah, I I listened to that. I like that one. Even I though want- Ray Stance is my workout music, but I I, I like that one. So. Why I want is the slept on. Is another one that some you been through? Uh, yeah. Like this, this was like a situation that actually happened between me and one of my former friends. And uh, I'm just going. I'm just giving you a day in the life for me uh, on the north side. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and just in Monroe in general. And I'm just like in the hook. I talk about me and my bros and. Uh, like me splitting money with my with my friends and shit like that and just all the shit that I that I want, you know. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, like telling people like, hey, if you plant that seed and you watch it grow, for sure, for sure, like yeah, it's, it's every everything is gonna happen. Just make sure you reap what you sow at the end of the day, you know. And it's it's in the song that was just real personal to me, uh, you know, me and just some it took me back, you feel me? That the beat really spoke to me and I just you know I let my pen do the talking oh yeah alright so I'm gonna get to this one question I I've asked you this before but this is gonna be for like the listeners sake I already know your answer but uh if there was an artist or a rap group that um uh, that was coming out like on a concert which rap group that you would love to open for? Mm, rap, rap, rap group or uh, rapper? Oh, rapper, it both. It, it rapper or rap group? You know, if they had a concert, they want you to do an opening. Which one that you would love to open for? A uh, rap group would definitely be somebody like the Migos for sure, for sure. Just because of how big they've been. I thought it was it. Oh no no! You said I, I was saying rap group. I was gonna say rapper. Oh, was I was gonna say the rapper too. And you know, my bad shit. My, I don't. 
motherfuckers pulled this after. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but Boosie, I definitely open up for Boosie for sure, for sure. If even though if given the opportunity for sure. Yeah. Shit, I don't think like shit. I think I'm a bad host. I forget. Nah. How the fuck rap forgot the So you were open up rap group wise, you were open up for the Migos. For sure, for sure. Like if it was okay. a group any group in the world I had to open up for right now, I definitely Hey baby. Uh baby just walked in. Alright, and rapper, I knew that answer, but I spoiled it for the listeners. It would be boosting. <laughs> okay, cool. Now if you was having a concert, who would you want somebody to open for you? Mm. Like uh, somebody famous or somebody up and coming? Uh, don't matter. Uh, anybody. Open up for me. I have to say right now, if I want anybody to open up for me, it would be my boy Question Mark. Uh, we actually have an album together. It's in my archive. It's called Double Trouble. Oh, okay. Me and him on the whole project. Uh, he's actually the funny story. He's actually the reason that I write music today, and I feel like my music is way better than you know it has ever been. He's the one who actually put this logic, and I want the listeners to understand this. Like, if you're a rapper, you're an upcoming artist, even if you're a singer, put this into perspective. If you freestyle, if when you write your rhymes down. You're literally freestyling. You're just putting your thoughts on paper. You're putting thoughts yeah. on your phone. You know, it's the same logic. You know what? I kind of didn't think of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there saying, yeah. I was sitting there like, yeah, I kind of didn't think of it like that. I don't know why I don't like it. That, that's, that's actually true. But I guess that the fact that freestyling and stuff is like, I don't know. A lot of people feel like it's more organic, it's more real, more raw. I guess than just writing it out. You it know? is. But at the end of the day, agree. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like you know, it doesn't matter if you write or you freestyle. At the end of the day, you're a rapper or not. As long as you know what you're saying, and as long as it rhymes, you know, right. it makes sense. Uh, all right. So question mark. And if you was coming out with an album, like this is like a a big album with a record label or something like that or you're 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 being independent who would be the rapper or the rap group that you want to feature on your album drake that's a good ass answer drake drake, drake that's that's instantly 200 mil right now <laughs> not not to take nothing away from boosie because i like Boosie would be more personal. Like I not to take away from my fans, I would if because I know the fans would love to see me and Boosie do a track together. But yeah. that track would be more personal for me on some like bucket list shit. Like if I wanted to stop rapping today, I got a feature from Boosie, I'm good. Like I don't need yeah. to Drake, I don't need the feature from Wayne. But oh, yeah. if you know, if we being realistic about it and like this is my debut album and it's any feature I want, I'm I'm taking Aubrey all day. Aubrey Graham for the win. Uh, man, once I'm once we once I'm done with this interview, I'm tagging Boosie this shit. He got the fuckers. Like, why not? You from Monroe? You from Rosetta? Shit. So he got to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's gonna happen for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, like if he listens to this shit, 
he he gonna have a lot to relate to this shit. Like he he got to fuck with you, him or somebody in Trio Fam, but the whole Trio Fam. Period. Fuck it. Um. And one more question: If you had a chance to write for a rap or a rap group, which one would it be? Would it be Boosie again? Or was it just Boosie? If period? I had to write, yeah, like yeah, somebody definitely, definitely Boosie. be Boosie. Just the only reason I say uh, I write for Boosie is because I want that old, like I I want that old Boosie. Like I don't have a problem with the the shit that he's dropping now, but I oh, know. Yeah just from a majority of my peers, like a lot of people don't like Boosie now. They don't like his music. Like they like his antics and you know, everything he's doing as a father, as an entrepreneur, like they respect that more than the music. And even when you hear him at concerts, he's not playing a lot of new songs. He's playing a lot of old shit that people, you know, found out about when he was in jail or you have core fans like me who, you know, just know the song. Mm-hmm. I would definitely write for him because I I would bring that old Boosie back. Like, I, we, we, I got to get that 2007 mm-hmm. first album Boosie, you know. Oh, yeah. First sign with Trio. Like, he was, you know, I, I have him talking some shit on there for sure. For oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel that. I most definitely feel that. All right. And I'm going to ask you this question again. Uh, I don't know if you remember your answer from the last interview that we did, but I'm going to ask you this question again. Your top five favorite rappers. All right, of course, we got Boosie, uh, Method Man, Drake, Lil Wayne. Mm, number five, number five, number five. I remember the other one you said, but I ain't going to say it. I'm going to let you say it. Damn. I feel like it was the baby. Really? No, it wasn't the baby. But oh, if you change your mind, then I mean, I, I can't reject you. Who was it though? You said B.I.G. Ah, yeah. Oh, because I was like, damn, was it somebody old or was it somebody new? Biggie, it was sure. somebody old. Because you did say you did say all time. You did say all time. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I should have. Maybe if I had rephrased that question, you would have got like a different answer. I guess I should have said your top five favorite rappers dead or alive. For sure. But, so uh, yeah, Boosie, Method Man. Biggie, Wayne, and Drake. Top five dead. I'm so glad you said Method Man, because I feel like Method Man, as a rapper alone in this hip-hop industry, he does not get, like, enough credit. Like, people just remember he oh. Method Man throughout the Wu-Tang group, but hey. y'all gotta sit down and listen to Method Man's album, though. Like, Method Man, um, he, he know how to write, Freestyle all the above, and he still got it. He still, uh, he still got it in my opinion because man, my one of my favorite Wu Tang songs, the new new ones, it wasn't on their album, but it was with the Logic. Logic got this song called Wu Tang Forever. Man, if there was any rap group I would love to rap with, it'll be the whole Wu Tang Clan. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It would be the whole Wu Tang Clan. If I if I can't get the whole Wu Tang Clan. I'll take Rizzo. I'll take it. Give me one. <laughs> Hell, I'll take Old Dirty Bastard Son. I think he rapping and producing now. I think he is. Yeah. Oh, another question, too. Uh, well, actually, this is going to be a two-part question. Are you planning on to stay independent, or are you planning on to sign with a label in the future if the opportunity presents itself? 
Now, I, I think it's one of those questions. I think it's one of those questions like you really don't know now, but you know. Yeah, it's and that, and that's really what it is. It's like we don't know what's gonna happen between now and that time. But I mean, mm-hmm. if it makes sense, I would sign to a label. You know, of course, it'll be more like a partnership, which you know, I I, I suggest more upcoming artists research mm-hmm. partnerships in label deals as opposed to just you know signing you know your whole masters and everything like that over with uh and you know just learn the game because it's 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 really nothing wrong with signing like people have to understand when you're independent artist if you're independent artist you Mm -hmm. have to have a lot of money one single on the radio around the whole country to put that in rotation around the country one single to two hundred thousand dollars yeah so you know what I'm saying? If you don't have that as an independent artist, then the label might make sense if you know you're trying to drop a single or you're trying to get an album. Yeah. But just, you know, read the terms. You know what I'm saying? Read the terms. And like I say, work out a partnership. Have leverage too. A lot of these artists go into these fucked up deals because they don't have leverage. They don't know how to make their own cover art. They don't know how to record themselves. Yeah. They don't know how to make beats. It's, it, and even if they they do. It's, it's to the point where like okay how good are you at it though like is it quality you know what I'm saying yeah. like have you been doing it for a while to where you don't need our money to buy studio time and all of that because yeah. that goes into your advance like you have to take that out of your advance when you get signed you have to take travel expenses when you go on the road and do shows mm-hmm. uh, merch and you know album sales streams uh, you know a profit margin when it comes to other miscellaneous things that you got dealing with music, whether it's commercials, fucking yeah. podcasts, drop, you know, the label gets a part of all of that. So you have to make sure, like, you know, you're reading up on your fine print for show for show. I, I didn't even know. I just saw an interview with 21 Savage. He owns all of his masters. He has Damn, a- already? Yeah, he has a 70 30. Uh, what, what, see, this is what people, a lot of people don't know. 21 Savage went platinum before he got signed. So that's a part of that leverage that he went into the label deal with. Like, I went platinum without y'all, so why do I really need y'all? Y'all need to make it make sense for me. Because some people go in the game thinking like, okay, I signed this deal, this shit gonna set us up for life. But the label is trying to make it convenient for them. They're not making it convenient for you. You just think it's convenient because they're giving you a shitload of money. And then like, hey, you signed, da-da-da-da-da, you getting on all these big playlists and YouTube channels and your streams going up, but they getting a majority of all of that. So, you know, if it makes sense, I'll definitely sign. You know, the goal is to go independent. And, you know, once I do sign, like, I know I will sign. I'm going to have so much going on that I'm going to be able to pay my label back in you know, buy myself out of my contract because th- that's yeah. all they want back. They just want their money back at the end of the day. So oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. all they want. And most labels, you know, I'm not gonna say most, but some labels are understanding and they're like, "Well, damn, he, you know, we gave him five hundred thousand. He bought us five hundred thousand back and told us, you know, he doesn't need us anymore." Okay, we got our money back. We can let him go. You know, so people just have to watch out for shit like that and you know just make sure you you if you rapping and you're doing music it's for a passion you know mm-hmm. to, you know like feed your family don't do this shit for cloud or do it for the fame because it's gonna be a short-lived career 
That's crazy because I, a lot of people don't think about that when it comes to signing record labels. You know, the reason why I ask, like, do you want to go independent? Because you got rappers like Chance the Rapper, who's also an inspiration of doing things independently, you know? And, uh, and being on the label, trying to sign on the label requires so much what you just said. Like, you can't just, when you break it to the tape, you can't just know how to rap and produce. Like, you got to know how to do cover art and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And you got to have money on board to do that as well, too. And, damn. That's a lot of information that a lot of motherfuckers need and a lot of motherfuckers don't know about. Uh, and uh, the last question to the to this part of that last question I just asked you. If there was a record label, record, record label, excuse me, what record label that you would love to sign to? Like, you had, like, a choice of all the record labels. Which one would it be? Interscope, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what you said last time. They got the biggest artists right now. They got the baby. They got Billie Eilish. I don't know if you know who she's is. She's like one of yeah, the big pop artists, you know, going crazy right now. Uh, you know, they they got they got some heavy. I can't think of those are just the only two I can think of off top. But uh, yeah, Interscope for sure. I'm I've been hearing about Interscope for a while. I did my research, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I looked at you know. Like what they bring to the table. Now Atlantic was one that I uh, I did like that's an old cheap record for, for a long for a long time, but it was mm-hmm. just I start seeing you know certain artists get shelved and shit like yeah. that, and you know I wouldn't you know I, and I understand like people don't understand like when it comes to labels like if you're not making the type of music that they want you to make or they feel like it's gonna appeal to your audience or you know just the world in general they will fucking put you on the shelf because they're like Mm -hmm. okay he's not really doing them we're gonna put him on the back burner and put this other artist you know we're gonna make him my priority this this oh yeah oh yeah it's it's the ugly game out here i mean at the end of the day it's all business just like football you know what i'm saying like you got this up and coming quarterback like with heisman trophy and shit and the GM and coach think about starting him and making you as the backup. You know what I'm saying? So it, when it when it comes to like that, it's a growing evolution of business that's probably not going to change. Because one thing a lot of people don't realize when it comes to like this type of industry uh, or just this type of work, period. You're always gonna have somebody that's gonna come come under you. You know, you're gonna like you're gonna have some type of youngin that got some new and hot that 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 comes in this new age of revolution of music or, or or sports that people ain't never seen. And you're there and you're constantly trying to like keep your spot. But at the end of the day, shit gonna happen. You know, you're going to get replaced sooner or later. I mean, even though you can work yourself being grandfathered in in that rec label, because I heard about that, about some some artists like Noriega and uh, Busta Rhymes, like you grandfather in that rec label where you still get paid, you know, 
but right. it's always gonna be somebody that's gonna come up under you and gonna make more money, gonna get more spotlight. So one thing I wanna out of this, not just for the listeners, but for you, sound like you know what the fuck you're doing. But I'm just saying, like, make sure you have something on the back end out of preparation for you once this rap game or whenever you feel like it's over. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's my goal going into it. Like, I really just want multiple businesses. And, you know, like, the goal is to eventually be independent, even if I have to go through a label because I'm just... It's, it's like I'm, you know, I hate to use this term, but it's like I'm using the label for their resources. I'm using, you know, yeah. whatever plugs they have to get in these parties with these CEOs and these fucking Fortune 500 guys who have been on the Forbes list for the last 20 years. Like, but yeah, I feel like that's what they're supposed to do. Besides try to drain you from your money and your energy, I just feel like people that know the game should teach the game. Right. You know, like not just stream somebody alone just to make money out of them because I mean money can make everybody greedy and turn everybody into you know, turn everybody into a dick. But I just feel like once you get somebody on to avoid that negativity and all kind of shit, and for those that you're working with under that record label, for those who are grandfathered in, you know. And that's another thing that that's a stigma on a lot of young artists when they get in the game once they start making their money. They don't want to pay homage to their pioneers or they don't want to uh, go to somebody to learn the game, you know, because it's a stigma of like, oh, you just dick riding because he this and he that. Like, no, like, I actually want to learn the game, <laughs> you know, like, that's I, I want to. Like I said, I want to be independent on my own one day. That way I won't have to keep leeching off and asking for futures and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? But you, you get you you get what's going on. I'm really just saying this for the listener at this point for upcoming artists, entertainers, or whatever. Um just saying, don't be afraid to ask questions and hang around with people that know the game. You ain't dick rider, you're just trying to get better. You know, because I'm not trying to be rapping when I'm 40. Like, this is literally, you know, a 10 year plan. You know, like, I want to rap for like, you know, five to 10 years and then I'm I'm owning a label. You know, I'm signing artists, I'm signing A&Rs, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. PR personnel and shit like that. Like, are you trying to be that next Diddy, that next P Diddy? Yeah, pretty much, bro. You know, next baby, next Jay Z. You know, Jay Z is still rapping though. He over forty. I think Jay Z damn near fifty or he fifty now. But he barely does it though. Like so, when he does it, it's like a Drake album. Like yeah, yeah, it's not a whole album. It's just like a feature or something like that. Shit, Kanye got Kanye got Jay Z on his album to sing that one part, and that was it. Uh, anyway, man. I ain't gonna keep it up for long. Uh, I want to say I appreciate you, all your hard work. Uh, appreciate you for taking the time to hop on this interview for the second fucking time. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, this is it. I mean, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, and I try to get it, I guess I just like talking to you. I guess I don't know. 
uh, give everybody your information, your social media, how they can find you, how they can find your music. You know, go ahead, plug yourself into the listeners right now. Uh, if you want to follow me, follow me on IG right now at the real be easy. That's T H E B E E E A Z Y. That's right. It's four E's B E E E A Z Y. It's on IG, uh, Snapchat, the same thing, Twitter, B underscore easy three one eight, um, Facebook. You know, Breland B. Johnson for all my Facebookers out there. Uh, all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Tidal, Pandora, you name it. We on there. Just type in B-E-E-Z-Y. B-E-E-E-A-Z-Y. And, uh, yeah, man. Rap Game, Steve Urkel. Did I do that on the beat? Volume 1. Dropping real, real yeah. soon. I stay tuned for that. It's gonna be uh, exclusively on Audio Mac. I'm switching it up this time. I'm not dropping it on Apple or Spotify. I'm switching it up because I got a lot of fans who don't have Apple Music and Spotify. And I thought mm-hmm. since I'm doing a freestyle series, I'll drop it on Audio Mac for all my people. So that link will be coming real soon. I'll make is sure that, that is that is that the project? Because I'm being disrespectful. I'm being a bad host. No, no, no. I apologize. I meant to. I meant to ask you: Are you working any new up and coming projects right now? Was that wonderful? Yeah, that's that's one. Okay. I got uh, "Be Easy, God Don't Sleep" that's dropping real soon in the fall. Uh, we got a lot of visuals on the way. Y'all stay tuned. Double Trouble with me and my boy Question Mark. Double Trouble Two, the sequel. Yeah, we we, we gonna spin the block again. Part mm-hmm. Two coming soon. And uh, yeah, man, we you know we got a lot of shit in the works this year before the year over with, and you know y'all just stay tuned. I thank all my supporters and make sure y'all follow my boy Ken. Yeah. You know, and the show with no name podcast. Uh, you know, support support Black Podcast because oh. we making a lane right now for ourselves with this Black Podcast and this Black Radio shit and. It needs to stay that way, you know. Like it, it needs to stay that way. My boy will be on Black Effect really soon. I'm calling it right now. I'm claiming it for you right now. Putting it out there in the universe. So, All right, you know, thanks. just make sure y'all keep supporting me. Y'all keep supporting my boy Ken and everything that he's doing. And I want to thank you for this opportunity to, you know, yeah. talk to the fans and you know even gain new fans, new listeners, you know, and just. Yeah. Drop a little bit of game on people and you know, just give a little side of my life, bro. Yeah. Real quick. Shoot, I appreciate that, man. I'm just trying to beat the next Don Cornelius out here, man. Just man, trying you to gonna, beat that. You're gonna do it, bro. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be I see you in that media shit, bro. You 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 you've been I, I saw it in when you when you said you had a podcast, I was like, it makes sense. It I was like, sense. I know Ken. I'm like, it makes fucking sense. Like, yes, this nigga. Supposed to been had a podcast, real. Yeah, yeah. just trying to get out there, man. Like I'm gonna get out there. I just gotta keep grinding this shit. It's gonna take. It's probably gonna take a while. A lot of people see that in me. I mean, I see it in myself. But you know, just like that conversation we had earlier, you know, you gotta keep grinding. Got to keep going, and you gotta speak it in the energy. You gotta speak it in the universe. You gotta speak it in this world in order to get where you want to go. And uh, I just want to say this for the listeners, like. Uh, it's not about me, it's not about him like this is for y'all um, let this conversation be the motivation that you need 
in order to pursue your dreams in this world. Because um, a lot of people need it. There's a lot of things going on right now. So this is BNB Easy speaking positivity into y'all, into your fucking ear. Thank you for listening. This is a show with no name with my special guest, my brother, Be Easy. Make sure y'all go ahead, plug in, listen to his music. Fuck what you heard. The coldest rapper straight out of Monroe, Louisiana. Yes, sir. Peace. Well, that exactly. was a good one. That was a, that was a, that was. What's up, America? Ken Jones here once again. I'm here just to let you know if you want more, I have a thesaurus just for you. I have a YouTube channel called The Show About Whatever. I repeat. The show about whatever, where you can finally see me and my team engage with our amazing guests and finally see the reactions that you wanted to see. So, please don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment. Let me know what you think about today's show. All it takes is two clicks and it's motherfucking free. So go and do the damn thing. I will be watching you.